Hello, hello everyone. Thank you for tuning back in to the Spark Your Inner Truth podcast. I've just opened the book to a random page. Uh, Little Miss is having a nap, so I figured this would be a good time to kind of check back in. Keeping in mind that as I answer these questions and share my answers with you guys, um, a lot of the situations that I speak about are my own experiences, and we may or may not agree on some opinions that come up, um, but this is essentially me filling out the journal with an audience, so it would be my way of going in and really feeling out my answers. If you are like me, um, I have a hard time getting out of my head. I try and logically solve my problems. The big thing with this journal is to really try and get out of your mind and into your feelings when you're answering, because we could really quickly answer them logically, but to speak consciously about our true answers and dig a little bit deeper into them uh, to break open the feelings that come up when we answer these questions is really where the healing starts. And I find myself circling back and forth of, you know, am I answering it logically or am I overthinking this answer? Because it could really be something simple. Um, But so just keeping in mind that as we go along, um, my value for you doesn't go down or go up, whether you agree or disagree. I just hold space for the fact that this is technically my journal entry. And we, you know, although may not agree in some different points as we go throughout the podcast, that um, it's all part of the healing journey. And there's some questions in the book about mental health and addictions. And I think that that's where I'm leaning towards the most uh, with this because. I know it can be a very touchy subject, um, and a lot of us have experienced a lot of different situations and traumas regarding mental health and addictions, whether it's your own walk or the people that you love around you or someone dear to you that has experienced something along those lines. So just hold space for yourself um, when you do feel that ouch in your stomach about something that I say, if you do. um, Just know that that could be a trigger, and I'm just speaking with love from my heart. Uh, whenever I answer these questions and um, just hold space for yourself and hold space for me too because it's a little bit uh, vulnerable to be answering journal questions with an audience. So on that note, um, I've been actually circling it all weekend kind of trying to think about what to answer with this. So there's a question in the book that says, what advice would I give someone who's struggling with mental health and addictions? So a little background on me, Um, I'm going to answer the question in the end, but a little background on me. I was on antidepressants from age uh, 12 to 22, my last pill on my 22nd birthday. And as that 12-year-old, instead of being um, asked what was happening in my life, I was just told that there was something wrong with me. So when I speak about mental health, it's really dear to me and my experiences Um, For my events, uh, for those of you that don't know this, in 2016, the year that they were born, I had actually walked into the crisis center in Sudbury, Ontario, because I did not know which way to look at that point. I was isolated away from my friends, my family. My depression had hit an all-new low that I hadn't experienced that severely before and alone. And out of that came my events. So it's interesting to look back at kind of where my mental health journey has taken me. And as a teenager, I loved everybody. So uh, there was really no label when it came to the people that I hung out with. Um, 
I'm speaking these very loosely because I didn't see them as this, but whether it was their dirty kids or the drug kids or the preppy kids or the athletes, you know, I just loved everybody equally. And I found that I, my circle included everyone and there was no judgment in any of it. So with that being said, and I did have my own experiences with drugs when I was younger, flash forwarding to 15 years later, um, there's a very wide range of people that I know and a lot of them that are still really struggling with addictions and mental health. And we can really see where we lack, like so much so that I had put together an event called Aurelia Talks, which is the city that I live in. And it's just, an, it was an awareness event because there was a group of moms that put together a, um, a newspaper article of the photos. And I, I think I knew six out of the 10 photos. So I'm 33 years old and I could fill a conference room with names and faces of those around my age that I have lost. And I've never really been one to be numb to not seeing things happen or I have a hard time kind of just brushing it under the rug that another person passed away and then we all move forward. And it's kind of gotten to that point in this town where the amount of loss is so so substantial that it's really hard to continue forward knowing that you know we failed these people whether it be suicide overdose or a combination of the two because when I look at the people and um, I live on a street that's uh, not too friendly with this situation Uh, there's a really well-known house that um, is in and out of drugs and weapons and and overdoses and and broken people and broken souls you know I don't really, this is a really hard topic for me because when I see these people, I go back to the one, another question in the book and it specifically says, you know, do I understand that every single person is born perfect? So what I meant by that question is babies are not born knowing hate, racism, trauma, maybe trauma. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's so hard for any of us to answer those questions because you know, we've been babies, but we don't really remember. And you can't really ask a baby what they experience. But to picture each one of these souls that I see walking down the road um, lost or to know of the souls that, I, that have passed on, you know, what traumas happened in their lives that they had to numb. And something so small, like it could be one of those massive traumas that really did uproot everything that they are. It could be a continuous amount of trauma slowly building up, or it could be something that we may view as small but was very large to them. It really hurts to know that the people in our lives that are currently struggling or may have already passed from it, you know, had been wounded at one point. And this isn't saying that every single person um, that had overdosed had experienced trauma because that's not true. I mean, like there's laced drugs out there where someone may just feel like they're just doing the experimenting, they're doing it the one time, or, you know, they're just a happy-go-lucky person that they do it once in a while. um, And they get the unfortunate dose of something that was tainted. Like there's that side of things, but then there's the mountain of traumas that leads into the people that are continuously numbing themselves and hurting others and, and making very poor decisions when it comes to their addictions it's a trauma score you have to really look at every person and especially those that are really lost in their pathway and ask yourself like 
what's their trauma level? What experience did they have that was so hurting and so breaking that they can't look at it? You know, they they continue this pathway of pain and I don't believe that, you know, they want to stay in it, but I don't feel that they have any way to get out or I don't think that they know that they have a way to get out. Um, and they may have the support systems that they need in place and I said in one of my earlier podcasts, sometimes it's easier to just sit in your shit than look at it. So going back to the question after that ramble um, is if I could give advice to anyone struggling with mental health um, and addictions and on the mental health side for the people that I know that have decided to end their lives early, there's so many different sides to that because you, we don't want anybody to live in pain. No one would wish, you know, the pain that's so great that they feel that they need to leave on anyone. But the other side of choosing to finish that pain, I've also witnessed it being passed on to everybody that they love. So for someone struggling with mental health, I would want them to know that they could look deep inside and if they could have a chance to sit down with themselves like this journal provides and and really talk to the inner child and, and go back on maybe some of the painful experiences and then see if they can branch out. A lot of us don't want to be a burden on those that we love. And, and I get that. When I walked into the crisis center or even three years ago when I made really big moves, I did it silently. Very few people knew what I was going through and very few people knew where I was headed and social media has this highlight reel of everybody's lives and I feel like it doesn't really aid in the healing of us because you know you're kind of shamed if you post your drama or people would call it drama you're shamed if you post too much of your feelings on there and then there's people that post all of these highlights but they're really sincerely broken inside my side of it is I would post quotes like if any of you personally know me or if you follow my business page Awakening Energy Events on Facebook you know that I post quotes every day multiple times a day sometimes they heal me sometimes they have actually something to do with my life and other times I just feel like they might help someone else but I guess in the grand scheme of things people see me post things and they may have no idea how deep that post really reflects into what I'm experiencing. So if, and I'm finding it hard to answer my own question here because there's really no way to sugarcoat it. And if someone is struggling severely, I would want them to know that they're a really good person and life just happened and they may have gotten lost in the pain. And there's so much of a scenario-based pathway I guess we could say you know for someone to spiral down and just speaking from personal experiences knowing the different people that I know around my age that have passed away um, from suicide or overdoses you know no story is the same a lot of them may be a little bit similar in some ways but you know the suicides especially that I know it's just deep-rooted pain but for many other uh, for many different situations Man, I'm having a hard time answering this question. So see, this is the transparent um, speaking as I go 
answering and I know like I was thinking about this question all weekend and I'm like you know I got it I I know exactly what I'm gonna say and I think that that's maybe where I'm stumping myself because if I'm just speaking from my heart and not from my head I shouldn't have to script anything and I don't have a script with me but for someone and I'm trying to think of the people that I know that have already crossed over from it so for someone who's struggling with mental health and with addictions my advice to them would to just be look to the people that you love speak about the things that hurt you you are valuable and you matter enough that they will listen and if they don't listen reach to someone else crack open that wound and let someone help you you don't bandage a wound without cleaning it out first. So when we even start to approach healing these situations and scenarios, and especially when we're so far deep into it, it's really hard to see any other way out but that way or but to continue to numbing. But dig deep within yourself to continue even just one day at a time, day by day, and reach out to your support system. If you don't have one, there's lots of, you know, crisis lines that you can call or different people that you may not think you can reach out to, but you can actually, in fact, reach out to them and try it. If you're on my friends list and you're struggling, feel free to reach out to me. Um, and there's also little things that help me along my journey that I would like to share um, if you do struggle with mental health and addictions. Um, there's free things on YouTube, like they're different guided meditations um, you just listen to them before you go to bed. And then there's back to the basics that I'd spoke about in a previous episode. Really having time for things that you love and things that fill your cup. So to be able to, I know I talk about baths a lot, baths are my happiness. So have a bath, have a glass of wine, watch your favorite TV show from being a kid, listen to your favorite old song, no matter what it is, like just blast it you know, go for a walk, go for a run, even if you have to run out of anger, run, run out of fear, just let it out. But don't give up. You know, they, there's a quote and a saying, it's like, if you fall eight times, stand up nine. I don't think there's anyone in the world that has not been knocked down and had to stand up. And it doesn't matter how many times you have to get knocked down and stand back up and it doesn't matter who's watching or whose opinions being thrown at you what matters is how you feel and that you're not going to give up on yourself a big moral of the journey the journal is we're always told to talk about other people about our problems but when was the last time we actually asked ourselves and I guess when it comes to the addiction side of things and the traumas when are we going to sit down and ask ourselves, you know, and really reflect back on some of the painful experiences and, and where our wounds showed up, what happened? Because, you know, as I mentioned, we're not born with these experiences. So going back to being gentle on yourself and really trying to reflect, like I've been trying to search. There was something that happened in grade eight for me that I don't remember um, in the beginning of grade eight, I was on set to, you know, speak at the graduation. And by the end, I couldn't even say a speech because I had spiraled so bad. And, and that's when I was put on the medication and I was hospitalized for suicide and I was hurting myself. Um, 
and I can't for the life of me think of what had happened to me that year like what was the one big item and it could it may not have been one big item it could have been a whole bunch of different situations that piled in and and were loading up and and my lack of ability to cope so on that topic as well youtube google um when you're looking at different coping mechanisms which i feel that they should technically be taught in school nowadays or if you're a parent now or if you're loving someone that's struggling with mental health and addictions talking about coping mechanisms even if it's bringing it back to just being able to breathe through it or not making decisions in anger or writing down your feelings and then setting them aside and going back to them when you've had a moment to just clear your mind they can make a big impact so I guess my advice is pretty generic um, for those that are struggling and and I'm hoping you know that if you're reading this or if you're listening to this and you're you know struggling that you know that you're not alone and especially after this pandemic I'm gonna say even the strongest people buckled at the knees so being and if you're not struggling with mental health and addictions to be kind wear your empathy you know it doesn't matter if people take it take advantage of you when it comes to your empathy and kindness towards those that are struggling. Definitely, yes, set up a boundary, but still be kind and be empathetic because the people that are really struggling are the ones that really need it the most because they're not giving it to themselves. They're not filling up their own cups in healthy ways, and that's why they need us to to be gentle with them as they figure their own steps out. I think that I'm going to end this episode with that because that was a loud ramble. I hope it made sense in the end. Um, But this is the part of transparent journaling and, you know, sharing my answers with you guys. I think I might actually sit down and write out this question or write out my answer to this question as well in a little bit because I seem to be a little bit all over the place with it. So I think that that means that I have bigger fish to fry with it and deeper reflecting that I need to do to really figure out what I would want to say. Um, But outside of that, just keep loving as hard as you can. And if you're affected or if you are a person or if you're loving someone that's struggling, just bring yourself back to loving them as they are and hold space for the fact that they may have very well experienced something traumatic in their lives and that's what they're not able to look at when they're being blinded by the pain that they're experiencing so bring the empathy back i'm going to wrap up this episode now thank you so much for tuning in and i'll be back with another question soon